And it sure is this candle burn And if you're lost Begged you Finished you Welcome to Prince Trap by Track. I'm your host, Darren, and today we're going to be talking about Chaos and Disorder from Chaos and Disorder. Uh, first recorded uh, October 1993 uh, and then re recorded in February 1996 with the addition of uh, Rosie Gaines returning to the band, and then again uh, April 1996 at South Beach. A lot of the tracks from this album uh, had additional work done. Uh, South Beach, Florida, while Prince was there. And then the album was released on the 9th of July, 1996. The first of three albums, or should I say second of three albums released that year. Um, (laughs) On the track we have Prince, Michael B, Sunny T, Mr. Hayes, Tommy Barbarella, Ophelia Winter, uh, Maite Garcia, and Rosie Gaines. Uh, the track itself is 4 minutes 19, and joining me to talk about it is Antu. Hello, Antu. Uh, hey, what's up, Darren? I feel like, in terms of a genre, we can say that this is, like, a rock song. <laughs> yeah, it's um, uh, straight up you know? guitar <laughs> rock song. Angry rock. Yeah. And and I, I think that's true of most of the album. Like, most of the album has guitar-based... Like, it, most of it is it kind of starting from the idea of the kind of the... You know, the kind of heavy drums, the guitar, Sunny T's bass. Those are the kind of elements that are on most of the songs. I would say with the exception of maybe uh, dealing with Dolores and um, I think maybe Into the Light, which is mostly kind of like keyboard based. Mm-hmm. You know, most most of the album, heavy rock guitars. Most of the songs, heavy rock song. You know, this is Prince getting out of his contract with Warner Brothers. Um, you know, he doesn't sound happy about it on any of the songs in particular. He saves that joy for when he finally gets his EMI contract. This is, you know, this is the end of his contract. He only signed it four years previous to this. Um, you know, he released albums at a kind of a very quick rate to try and get out of this. He allowed the release of the Black Album uh, at the cost of $1 million dollars. Um, Warner Brothers initially counted the B-sides as an album so that it would be part of the six album deal but then they they changed their mind on that and they reserved the right to release one more album after this uh, which is the reason why Prince retains his symbol name until you know the contract would have expired um, you know if Prince had continued so he changes his name back in in I think May 2000 but basically you know the final album that Warner's then release is The Vault Old Friends for Sale mm. in in 1999 which they released as a spoiler against Rave unusually you know on the album he he had he made these kind of claims where he said it was all old material um, and you know with the with the the, the thing that says Ori- originally intended for private use only this compilation serves as the last original material recorded by symbol for warner brothers although some of the material like the you know the original uh, you know kind of recording of this song um are from before the name change mm-hmm. um and there are a couple of other songs later on like Xanali, same december you know they're they're songs that are older than the name change really um, so Prince is kind of lying a little bit there, <laughs> you know, he's pretending. <laughs> and also he, he, in the press, he kind of basically said, oh yeah, I recorded that album ages ago. It's, it's going to be released. I remember at the time reading that essentially, you know, it had been recorded over a weekend. That was like, that was the impression Prince was kind of putting out there. As in with, which was something that was with chaos and disorder, the album, he was making out that most of the songs were basically recorded over a weekend. What I think is true is while he was in Florida, he went back and did final work on pretty much mm-hmm. every single song over the space of a weekend. That was, but he kind of made out like he came up with all 10, uh, you know, 11 of these songs in the space of like two days and recorded them all. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's not quite correct. Um, you know, but the album, the album did okay, you know, got to number 26 on the billboard, 
uh, top 200. Uh, 17 in Austria, 24 in Belgium, uh, you know, 31 in Finland, 25 in France, uh, 42 in Germany. For, I, I like not really performing well there. Number eight <laughs> in the Netherlands, number 21 in Switzerland, and 32 in Sweden, and 15 in Norway. And over here in the UK, where I bought this album, um, because it came out the week of my birthday in 1996, it got to number 14. Although it only spent four weeks on the chart, so. You know, and I think Dinner with Dolores was like a couple of weeks before. So basically, by the time you got to, you know, August, everything from Chaos and Disorder was gone. You know, I listened to it quite a lot. Um, and then, you know, by the time by the time Emancipation came out, you, you know, I was ready to spend, you know, three hours listening to that. Do you, do you have like a Prince listening, like new album listening ritual? Like, do you just like lock yourself in the room for like, <laughs> like the length of the album and just... I, I mean, with this, I remember with this album, I had my Walkman and so I would just listen to it wherever I went. Mm-hmm. I remember, but I have a particularly vivid memory of walking home from one of my friend's houses, listening to this, like the walk was roughly the length of this album. <laughs> so I, I started listening to it as I left his house. And by the time I got home, I had listened to the entire album. Them. Oh wait, like um, during the day yeah. or night time? At night, walking home at night. Okay, so um, you're like listening you to know. like this this angsty rock song as you left your friend's house at night, just like <laughs> rocking out. Yeah. I mean, I, I have like an extremely vivid memory of just literally as I like left his door, just to meet, like pressing play and, you know, chaos and disorder. Yeah, that style. riff. Yeah. Um, you know, so I mean, the album itself, you know, it kind of like. Girl Six had come out like three months before this. Um, you know, Gold the Gold Experience was out nine and a half months before this, and then you know by the time you get to November, you've got Emancipation. This is a you know this is a period where Prince is releasing a lot of songs. Um, you know, and and you know the judgment that this was basically a contractual obligation. Um, you know, I think kind of hung over the album a little bit. I don't think that you know the album is particularly bad. Um, I just feel like in some cases, Prince, you know, even though he did kind of go back to a, a revisit a few, you know, some of these songs a few times. And, you know, we got the addition of Rosie Gaines back in the mm-hmm. band for the first time in like four years. I feel like there is a feeling that some of these songs are kind of half finished. I mean, this opening track is only like, you know, barely just over four minutes. That's kind of unusual. You know, I'm not saying that Prince is like someone who would always do like five minute songs, but nothing on this album is really like aside aside from... Um, you know, I rock therefore I am, which is like six minutes. Everything else is easily under five minutes. Yeah, that I'm looking at that track listing and there's like yeah, really <laughs> really short running song times there. Yeah. It's like it's like, like it's like, like barely anything kind two of two minutes, like some songs being like roughly like two forty, like three of them. That's pretty bonkers. Like the fact that he he would have like four songs on an album that's only got eleven tracks that are under three minutes is kind of crazy. Um, you know, and then the, 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 like the next <laughs> Maybe like, he was like, he was like, oh, I'm going to get back on the radio with like some really short ass pop songs. Like, Well, I mean, you know, Dinner with Dolores was the only single that was released and that's two minutes 45. But, you know, that's, again, that's, you know, I, I, I feel like the problem that this album has, and, you know, this is something we can get into as we discuss this song, is it feels mm-hmm. like the songs are kind of half finished. Um, mm-hmm. and, you know, they just, they kind of, they don't really, like, it feels like Prince is kind of halfway through some of the songs, and then he he just kind of gave up and was <laughs> was like, yeah, that'll do. Like, go to the fade out, you know, or just, like, play one <laughs> final chord, and then that's it, we're done. So it, this is kind of like a last-minute assignment for, like, for Prince. He's like, okay, 
got like an hour to I have to like submit this work and just get it done. So just get it done. And also, you know, Prince is still as he had done on Gold Experience, he's still kind of incorporating certain like rap elements. Um in particular the song I Rock Therefore I Am is mostly a rap song. Um which is kind of weird. Um so which, Yeah, but well I meant with the title I Rock Therefore I Am, you're kinda of expecting like a really Hendrixy sort of rock song, not a rap number. That's what I'm saying. It's misleading because Prince like is st- <laughs> is still doing kind of like rap songs, but the fact that he actually has the word rock in one of their titles. So let's get into Chaos and Disorder because I think, you know, I think there's an interest in like Prince is trying to do something about ha- like I don't know why, but he all of a sudden he is he's decided that he is um, prescriptive when it comes to language. And that words should not be allowed to change their meaning. And so he's written this very <laughs> angry song about it. Um, even though and I, he uses the he uses a portmanteau word within the song a number of times. And he doesn't seem to have an issue of, with that. Um, but, you know, we, we can kind of get into that. But, yeah, you know, we start with like what to me has always felt like kind of like a, a car started up. And, you know, mm-hmm. we get the kind of, you know, the guitar riff that starts things. Uh, or it might be a motorbike, I don't know. Just an engine starting up. The album starts with, you know, something starting up, basically. And then that turns into <laughs> the the the, um, the riff. And then that is where the song begins. Um, you know, starting with Prince telling us that Carjack used to fix flat tires. Um, which, mm-hmm. I guess, you know, obviously... Uh, the weird thing yeah. is... Yeah, I don't know that anyone would ever just use the word carjack. You would you would say, you know, you were carjacked or, you know, you would say that you were in the middle of a carjacking. I don't think you'd ever just say, oh, look at that person over there. They are in the middle of a carjack. Like, I don't know. It's just one of those weird things where it feels like he's kind of deliberately being obtuse and being like... No way. But he's he's clearly talking about the jack that you use to like lift up the car, right? He's doing that, but like, the, the term of robbing someone who's in their car, which obviously is defined... Yeah, the carjacking. As, yeah, but that's it. Yeah. It's a carjacking or, you know, you were carjacked. It's never just yeah. carjack. Like that's 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 the thing. Is like that's why I feel that that opening is a little bit weak because it's like Prince. That the meaning of the word carjack has not changed that much, you know. Because <laughs> when people talk about the you know the the kind of vehicular robbery, they refer to yeah. it always as carjacking. Mm-hmm. Anyway, and he says Cadillac used to be a Benz, which I have to say uh, completely confuses me <laughs> because <laughs> wait, so is he? Wait, what's what's going on here? What is he referring to? Like. Uh... As in, was a catalog used to be called a Benz or? A- this is the thing. I think what he's what he's what he's complaining about is maybe um, whoever is owning the, the like the Cadillac company, um, and mm-hmm. I don't I don't know if Cadillac at this particular time was sold to somebody else, and maybe no. that's that's what that's what he was disputing, like the you know I- the, the decline of Detroit. I'm not sure what his issue is with that. No, I, I, my, my understanding of this is that uh, Cadillacs uh, have become cooler, like than a Benz, as like Cadillac used to be a Benz, as in like, like you know, when like you brag about owning a car, you used to say, oh, "I have a Mercedes Benz," but now Cadillac has become into prominence. Is that's kind of what I'm getting from it? Yeah, I know it's 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 a weird it's a weird line. Uh, big joints <laughs> never got you higher. Uh, Prince's mm-hmm. is. Like, uh, very unambiguous there. <laughs> yeah, and free bass cost you in the end. 
Um, and I, I don't think the word freebase has ever kind of had anything other than like a drug con- connotation. Yeah, no, it's like referring to freebasing cocaine. Yeah, but I think I think what he's talking about is how the base is not free, and how obviously it will cost you. Which again, like <laughs> by the way, start- <laughs> yeah, <laughs> go for it. The base, as in. Of your of your skull is that what you're pointing at your no head no no there, the, the the base the base of a free base being the the drug that you are choosing the base okay yeah as it, like yes. as in a chemical term yes yes okay so I I think like just he's got first of all he's complaining about the chain like the changing of a word like carjack now meaning yeah. something new and the same with big joints and mm-hmm. then he's at the end he's saying free base will cost you in the end so that's just a bit of clever wordplay. So that's not consistent yeah. with the the change in meaning. <laughs> like there has not been a different meaning for freebase before this. But yeah. So anyway, we then get into the chorus. Prince saying, "I'm just a no name reporter," along with Rosie. Rosie singing along with him. Yeah. Um, no name, of course, a reference to the fact that Prince has changed his name and no one can say his name. So uh, again, you know, <laughs> always subtle there. Addy. Did he also moonlight as a journalist during this period? <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Um, saying, "I wish I had nothing to say." Looking through my new camcorder, and that is a portmanteau word between camera and recorder. Prince has no problem yeah. using that word. He's got no problem with a new <laughs> word being created. He just doesn't like it when old words change. Uh, trying to find a crime that pays. Again, that that feels like wordplay more than a change of meaning. Um, and then Prince mm-hmm. saying, I get hit by mortars everywhere I go. I'm loitering, chaos and disorder, ruin my world today. Now, the weirdest thing is, it's like, I don't think the Prince has ever been in a situation where people are shooting mortars at him. Like, <laughs> it, and, and like, I understand. I mean, I, the funny thing uh... is, of course, at this particular time, one of the one of the big things that had happened within like journalism at the start of the 90s uh, was yep. war reporting. And, you know, people kind of being embedded in war zones. So, like, I guess what he's, I mean, maybe I'm reaching here, but it feels like he's trying to say that, like, the thing that people should be reporting on is something, like, important, like wars. Uh, but in the, but you know, we're kind of just, like, pointing our camcorders at various things. Um, no, I, wait, but he's also contrasting mortars with everywhere I go, I'm loitering. So, uh, is yeah. this no-name journalist uh, loitering in war zones and... <laughs> I don't call out for it. I don't know, but the, I think the lines looking through my new camcorder trying to find a crime that pays. Uh, to yeah. me, that kind of caught, like, kind of is a commentary on the people who will film, you know, like in the film Nightcrawler. Yeah. You know, they'll film yes, stuff that's, and that's sell immediately it. my first thought. I'm yeah. like, is this Nightcrawler the song? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Why wasn't this in the film? This is like yeah. clearly. <laughs> people kind of selling like trivial incidents uh, to, you know, and kind of car chases and that kind of stuff. Whilst yeah, ignoring, trying. you know, the important things of the day, um, you know, and also the fact, I mean, the thing is, of course, he's referring to himself as a no name reporter just because of his name change. Yeah. But at the same time, it feels like he's also trying to say that, you know, the reporters are should be kind of anonymous and the story should be the important thing. Like, you know, maybe he also follows up that, that line with like, I wish I had nothing to say. So there's a yeah. kind of element where he feels cursed with like opinions and conclusions about the world i oh, wish i had nothing to say yeah oh prince if if only you had seen what was happening in 2018 <laughs> um yeah and then we get prince employing special effects as he is wont to do when he starts the second verse with he's gay used to mean he's happy and we get like a little kind of chorus uh, like a a, a clown the like clown carousel music sound. yeah playing underneath. <laughs> yeah nowadays happy ain't allowed 
Um, okay, we need to stop there. What's going on with this, <laughs> this, this Larry? What's he saying here? <laughs> yeah, I, I guess what he's saying is you can't refer to people as as being gay. I mean, the thing is, obviously, the, the you know the meaning had shifted l- yeah. like long before the nineties. Um, you know, like only if you like read poets in like the nineteen twenties would you have them talking about a gay day. Um, and yeah. referring to people being happy, you know, I, I think it kind of like his protest of, you know, the, the meaning of gay having changed to the point where you can't just use it to refer to people who are happy. Mm-hmm. It feels kind of like a little bit behind the times because it's like, seriously, Prince, the meaning of this is like shifted in the 60s, like when you were a toddler. I, I guess. Yeah, I'm kind of like getting to what you're trying to say, where this song is him complaining about times changing in a way. Yes. And yeah, uh, I. So nowadays, happy ain't allowed. I I know there's kind of I kind of don't get what he's saying. <laughs> well, I mean, I feel really like confused. I feel like the the kind of broadest interpretation of that could make you think that Prince is homophobic. Um, yeah, like yes, that would be like the sort of face knee jerk reaction of like. Yeah. Well, obviously he's not though. Like he's no, clearly been. I I so think it just what seems he, like a really. I I think what he's just complaining about is the is the changing of. You know the 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 use of the word and how he's not allowed to refer to yeah. people who are merely happy as gay, which you know this song is mostly kind of surface complaints about words you know changing their meanings, <laughs> and I guess that's like a very easy example. So I I feel like that's all he's doing is he's just going for the easy example, particularly as the next two yeah, lines yeah. where he says "you're all played" right. <laughs> you're right. used to mean top forty. It's like well, what does "played" mean now? Like, um. Yeah. I, I, like, like, has the meaning of that really changed that much that people can't recognize yeah. what played means? Like, you know, whereas with gay, I feel like that's a word where people kind of understand how the meaning has changed. When he says yeah, you're and played, this I'm song like, is a bit, a bit like late to complain about, yeah, the word gay not, not meaning he's happy. I know, I, I also could kind of say, like, nowadays, happy ain't allowed is like a sort of jab at the grunge generation like as in like everyone is miserable in rock or whatever <laughs> maybe <laughs> but that, i mean i guess that maybe kind of works with you know now 40 days of being played ain't proud like maybe people don't want to be in the top 40 anymore and you know i don't know i thought 40 days of being played isn't like as in you've been hustled for 40 days or whatever like yeah you, know, you were played yeah, I don't know. I mean, to me, like it just, it just to me, it feels like like a, a kind of a more oblique thing, and it's like I, I don't quite understand why he's that bothered about. Like the word "play" can be applied in so many different ways that it's like the idea of your played, and I don't even think people would have said that if they were a successful yeah, artists. Like... They wouldn't have gone, "Oh yes, we've been played on the radio." It's like were, were people saying that? Like was someone? No, I don't someone... think anyone said that. Like, yeah. Was someone pointing to someone who's had their music played and gone, "You're played," like I don't, I just don't think that was a, like a true thing. So, um, yeah. On top of that, like this is a very specific context for like, like this only applies to Prince. Like if you're like, unless you're like a charting musician, like you would have never, no one would have ever said you're played. <laughs> like, hey, <laughs> yeah. Uh, again, it, it feels it feels like he's you know a, a kind of a, a weak complaint. You know that meme like angry. Old man yells at a cloud. This could be that as a <laughs> it, song. <laughs> yeah, it, it is a little bit, isn't it? Um, <laughs> yeah, we get we get kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> we get kind of the mid late with the yeah yeah yeahs. yeah yeah um, the yeah yeah yeahs. and then we kind of <laughs> we get the kind of breakdown where over the yeah. drums Prince kind of 
talk sings, safe sex used to mean no babies when intercourse used to mean fun. If I had 15 ladies, I would only fuck with one. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> well done, Prince. You, I mean, I guess those are the 14 ladies we'll have to wait. I mean, okay. uh, you know. Wait, what is he? If I had 15 ladies, I would only fuck with one. Is that him like, I'm monogamous and this is... Or is that him saying, like, STIs have gotten so rampant in the 90s, like, like I... Like I'm avoiding any risk of being monogamous. Like I, I don't know what's happening here. Yeah, I, I also find that like safe sex used to mean no babies is a kind of weird statement because it's like I don't, I like, I guess what he's meaning is previously family planning was the main goal of using condoms, but but mm-hmm. in the 90s the main goal of using condoms was not to catch like um, sexually transmitted diseases, and I mean uh, like there were posters in the 40s of like warning American sailors like not to pick up diseases from other countries. Yeah. So I don't think like using condoms just to you know as a method of uh, birth, like of uh, family planning is like an is like a it's just the only thing that's ever been they've ever been used for you know. So like those first two and also Prince has a, a if he's talking about words that have different meanings he with the word intercourse he has a you know a very good you know he could have used that as you know for conversation. Um, you know, there was a time when intercourse used to mean two people talking. So I don't know why he. Wait, he... wait, really? What yes. intercourse meant? <laughs> used to yeah. mean good. <laughs> I, I did ne- not know that at all. I've only yeah. known it as like, like used in the sexual context. Yeah, intercourse. It used to. Well, it still is. If you look it up on the internet, the first definition that yeah. comes up: communication or dealings between individuals or or a group. So, like, if if it was like the seventies, and I said I'm um, having a night of intercourse, that meant I was like at home watching the Dick Cavett show, or no, I mean you're talking to people. You can't you can't be <laughs> yeah. at home having intercourse by yourself. That's just not possible. Um, <laughs> But yeah, and there was even a joke about it on the, I think on the first season of Community where someone said we'll finish this intercourse later. And someone okay, said and mate. someone said no one uses that word like that anymore. Um but yeah, I mean, you know, so which I'm sure Prince loved that that joke. He like <laughs> said the castle community like yeah, a basket like <laughs> thank you. Probably, but I, I mean, I, like, I, I, I don't, I don't kind of like the idea that safe sex, it, like, it, you know, used to mean no babies. I don't feel like that's, like, it, it feels like Prince is slightly naive on that front. Like that, like, people have been using, you know, um, methods of birth control to, you know, control birth, like for for centuries. Like it's not, it's not just like the idea that all of a sudden condoms are, you know. There were condoms back in Roman times that were made out of goat skin. Okay. So, you know, this is not a new phenomena, um, you know. And then, of course, we get the kind of, uh, you know, I get hit by water everywhere I, I go. I'm loitering. Chaos and disorder ruin my world today. One more time. Um, yeah. And, you know, and the song kind of builds to a small climax and then finishes. And then that's it. Yeah. Uh, end of the song. Very short. Um, but yeah, I mean, I feel like I, like the I think that what Prince is trying to say here is kind of interesting of you know, the world is changing and he doesn't understand it. And, you know, why are people not <laughs> merely referring to um, jacks that, that are used to change your tyres as car jacks anymore? When I'm sure they were referring to them as car jacks. But at the same time, <laughs> yeah. if you're in a car and you have a flat tyre, you don't say, pass me the car jack. Uh, because, 
it, it should be implicit that, you know, you're trying to take a tire off. And when you ask for the jack, you're asking for the car jack. And again, people don't Wait, just so say you... car jack when they get car jacked. You know, they use it as in the past kind of tense. It's, it's just, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I feel like his complaints are not fully justified. <laughs> yes, this is, I am an out-of-touch rock star, the song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and I, I mean, saying that, I still I still really like the kind of the guitar riff that mm-hmm. opens the album. You know, I think the song has like a level of energy that, you know, sometimes was missing from some of the stuff on uh, Gold Experience. And, uh, you know, like it, feel, <laughs> do it feels he, like do you reckon he got the the band really angry by like <laughs> justifying his complaints? Doesn't this upset you? <laughs> his words are changing. Yeah, I, I, would, I was surprised if he's he's like band used to mean you know a group of people you know, and it's like yeah. Prince. What are you going on about? Like I, I I think the thing is if so if you know if I if I were working for Saturday Night Live in 1996 and I heard this song, I would have to come up with a parody song where it's just Prince listing a word and saying something used to mean something. Now it only means this, <laughs> yeah. and just kind of do that for like three minutes. And just be like Prince complaining about how the meanings of words are changing and how he, he's contacting the dictionary because he's upset at this. I, I would say for me personally, though, I don't think I can go higher than like a, you know, three out of five. It feels it feels kind of it feels like Prince is complaining about stuff that really isn't going to affect him in any way. Yeah. Like, I don't imagine him being carjacked on the streets of uh, the Twin mm-hmm. Cities. In fact, I'm sure if anyone had tried to try and, you know, carjack Prince, you would just had a bunch of Prince fans attacking that person. I, I, I imagine if he was carjacked, the carjacker would knock on the window and say, I'm carjacking you. And then he would, like, lecture that person <laughs> on how that... He would just say, carjacks used to fix flat tires. <laughs> yeah. It was like, okay, I'm I'm getting out of here. This is too weird. Like <laughs> intercourse used to be fun. Um yeah. yeah. So I don't I don't know. It's just and the cut the fact that like the last kind of part of the last verse is just Prince saying about fifteen ladies he would only fuck with one. I'm like, Prince, what are like what are you talking about? It just it the whole song doesn't feel like it has any kind of focus and I think that's you know, it, it's a good I'm, enough opener. I but... kinda like I would love to hear the, the demo. Like, are these dummy lyrics that he just left in? Like, are these first take <laughs> lyrics that, or like, is this like him? Like, yeah, okay, it's done since he's recorded it multiple times or whatever. Yeah, I guess you know he added Rosie and then he was like, yeah, that's it, frosting on the cake. I'm out of here. Um, you know, <laughs> let me let me get on with doing you know singing a song about a brontosaurus. But yes, yeah, so, I mean you know I I feel like three out of five is about as high as I can go just because it it just it just feels like such a kind of a kind of mediocre opener. Like there are better songs that Prince has started an album with, and this one doesn't yeah. seem like it has a like complaining about the changing of the meaning of words whilst using the word camcorder freely and not you know bothering with like <laughs> it's like I I feel like if you if you if you really want to stick to the meanings of words. Then you know you should have said you know I looked through my camera recorder. God damn it! I right, uh, I'd probably give this uh, maybe two and a half out of five, and I'm knocking off half, like taking off half because of the annoying, unneeded like DJ scratches that just like make it sound really dated and lame. <laughs> so. uh, you know, Prince he performed it live, you know, um, as part of the coda for Peach. Um, which I actually have that the, like the live performance where he did that. Um, there's a performance he did of Peach on Radio One, and as as it went to the outro of Peach, you just got the kind of uh, the outro of this song, um, you know, which is quite fun. Um, he didn't perform it, uh, you know, around the time that this album was out, but then in 2006 he brought it back, and then you know, 
he uh, he performed it on every tour after that uh, for the next kind of <laughs> decade. So I'm guessing, obviously, the you know he was he was at least a decade older and obviously more cranky. And so you know it yeah, obviously must have struck. Like, hey, I'm still mad about that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yeah. Uh, so you know, I, I should go without saying. No one has, uh, you know, no one has covered this. Um, you know, it's it's essentially an obscure Prince album track that uh, that basically is just there so he can get out of his contract. Um, you know, I don't think there's anything on this album that anyone ever bothered covering. Um, so you know, I feel like we said about as much as we can about chaos and disorder. So let's uh, go to plugs. Is there anything you wish to plug onto? Uh, yeah, just follow me on Twitter at onto comedy. So A N H T U and the word comedy, uh, and uh, just follow me there. I will be releasing my own cut of the film Nightcrawler <laughs> with this song being playing in the opening credits. All right. And you can find us on Facebook at Prince Trap by Track or on Twitter at Prince Podcast. Or you can email us at Prince Trap by Track at gmail dot com. Don't know why you would though. Um, what thanks was more for being my guest here. Uh, yep. <laughs> and otherwise, goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you.